Gossip at the Corpse Cart contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Gossip at the Corpse Cart. Woo! Where the wine and crime gals discuss some recent headlines, some more morbid stuff that we wouldn't otherwise cover on a normal episode of Wine and Crime. Yes. It's our catch-all. It's our catch-all. It's It's where we kind of get to all your emails. Mm -hmm. It's the bottom of our purses. It's Mm -hmm. the Rochester, New York garbage plate of podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy. Uh, I'm Lucy. I'm Kenyon. I'm Amanda. (laughs) And uh, let's kick it off with some crazy recent headlines from Amanda. Yeah. Okay. Y'all sent me so many amazing articles. I mean, seriously, sifting through literal hundreds of emails. Maybe 1,000. It might have been close to 1,000 emails. And it was incredible. So thank you to everyone. And please keep sending them my way, labeled Amanda Gack. And just disclaimer, I am sorry if I don't read yours. There are just too fucking many to cover. But that said, let's get started. Um, my mother, among many other folks, <laughs> sent me this headline, and I think she'd be a little bit sad if I didn't read it, because, you know, I came out of her vagina. <clears throat> Couple arrested for driving stolen car filled with uranium, a rattlesnake, and whiskey. <laughs> That's a good time. <laughs> Quote, there's a, quite a few unanswered questions. <laughs> We have more questions than we have answers. 1,000%. Police officers in Guthrie, Oklahoma, who thought they were carrying out a routine stop of a car whose tag had expired. I mean, guilty. I always get pulled over for expired tabs. Uh, Came across. your tab. I I mean, they're renewed now. They're fine. (laughs) Came across a rather unusual stash. Stephen Jennings was driving with Rachel Rivera in the passenger seat of a stolen Ford vehicle when they were stopped. Also, if you're going to steal a car, get one with current tabs. Just Uh, saying. For real. I, well. Yeah. I mean, don't steal a car, but. When they were stopped by officers (laughs) at around 11 a.m. on June 25th, officers found there was another passenger in the car, a timber rattlesnake. Oh, that's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So is uranium. Yeah. Big time. So is driving a stolen vehicle. A lot. Again. Whiskey's fine. Whiskey's fine. Whiskey's fine. (laughs) Body cam footage shows one officer spotting the serpent in a storage box on the back (laughs) seat and exclaiming, that sucker is huge. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Oklahoma is the new Florida. I kind of love it. Uh, Yeah. Jennings admitted to police that he also had a pistol in the console, and officers then found an open bottle of Kentucky Deluxe Whiskey. But that was not all. A search of the vehicle also unearthed a canister of radioactive powdered (laughs) uranium. How? I don't know. (laughs) Guthrie Police Sergeant Anthony Gibbs said, quote, there's quite a few unanswered questions. So now he's got a rattlesnake, a stolen vehicle, a firearm, and somebody under arrest. This is some Grand Theft Auto shit. (laughs) It really is. Police are investigating what the purposes of the uranium were. The dangerous substance has not yet resulted in any charges. How? It was the rattlesnakes, I swear. It was. All we could get them was uh, open container, but Uh it was an open container of uranium. Quote, when that happens, of course, we call it a company that deals with that specifically and it's taken safely into possession. The uranium is the wild card in that situation. (laughs) Not the rattlesnake. No. It's Oklahoma. Because Jennings had a valid lifetime hunting and fishing license, possession of the rattlesnake was not illegal. Quote, it happens to be rattlesnake season. So he can be in possession of this rattlesnake. But it was alive, right? (laughs) It was alive, I guess. (laughs) He trapped it instead of shooting it. or It's rattler season in Oklahoma. It's a trap-neuter release program. (laughs) (laughs) If we ever do a show in Oklahoma, we need to go during rattler season. Rattler season. (laughs) So thank you so much for that amazing time. Bravo. Thank you, Mom, and a handful of other amazing listeners who sent that. Um... This incredible police blotter is from a listener in Cleveland who did not provide their name, but you'll know who you are, and thank you. Uh, 19th of April. This is, oh, wait, no, that's an old one. Yeah, no, it's this one. Here we go. (laughs) 
Sheriff's deputies were called for two adults at Rock Street Coolville residents who had become engaged in a dispute stemming from a disagreement over cheese snacks being distributed to pets within the home. <laughs> Valid argument. I, I feel this. Yeah. I feel this one hardcore. The verbal argument escalated when the female tossed a metal stool... Like a, like a, like what you sit on, not what you poop. Oh. At the male's PlayStation console. <laughs> the male tossed the stool back onto the couch, so the female called 911 because she is still making payments on the couch and did not appreciate him throwing the stool at it. Mm, I feel that feel real that. hard. Parties agreed to leave all furniture throwing, uh, all furniture on the floor for the remainder of the evening, and the male intended to take his cat and leave as soon as his socks came out of the dryer. Case <laughs> <Ace> closed. <laughs> I, I love it so much. I know, they're so good. Um, okay, this. You only have one pair of socks? I mean, I don't know. Well, they it's might a have man. Good socks. Yeah. That's true. Mm. Um, this is a look. His MeUndies sucks. Yeah, his MeUndies sucks. <laughs> this is a look into my own future that was also sent by several amazing listeners. The rattlesnake. <clears throat> Serial toilet clogger sentenced to 150 days in jail. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never flush anything besides your human fecal matter. And toilet paper. And toilet paper. Yeah. On Monday in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, <laughs> Patrick Beeman was sentenced to 150 <laughs> days in jail for repeatedly clogging women's toilets at his place of work. Oh, oh my God. God. Beeman, who was placed in various short-term jobs by a local temp agency, got called after clogging a toilet at Dellen Community Center in March. Um, officers soon discovered that he was likely responsible for 10 similar incidents dating back to April 2017. He's a serial clogger. <laughs> with poop or with, with other stuff? I, I mean, maybe we'll find out. <laughs> According to the complaint, the 35-year-old told the police that he sometimes gets urges to do odd things, like oh looking my- for bottles in the garbage to plug toilets with. So oh, my go. God. Fucking- so he's putting objects down there because he's just a weirdo. Yeah, he's doing it on purpose. Um... And the local Sheboygan uh, news station tweeted, Sheboygan prosecutors say Patrick Beeman, 35, told police he gets urges to do odd things like look for bottles in the garbage to clog toilets with and cause them to overflow. But probably not the toilet at his own house where he has to pay for the plumbing. Exactly. Fuck that. What a weird urge. So weird. Such a weird flex. But yeah. But you're doing damage. And the women's bathroom. Right? Go clog your own toilet, right? you That's asshole. That's the most fucking patriarchy part of it. Hate He's not going to clog his own toilet. Mm-hmm. Ugh. The men's bathroom toilets are already super clogged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next headline is about an absolute queen submitted by an absolute queen, Josie Mutna. Josie states about her name, you won't say it right, nobody does. (laughs) And I can guarantee I didn't say it right. (laughs) Texas woman banned from Walmart after eating half a cake and demanding to pay half price. (laughs) (laughs) A Texas woman was banned from her local Walmart after police say she ate half a cake and refused to pay for the missing portion. Wichita Falls police were called to Walmart on Greenbrier Road just after 8 p.m. Tuesday after receiving calls that a woman walked around the store eating half of a cake and refusing to pay for the whole item. (laughs) The suspect, who has not been identified, entered a bakery section of the store and proceeded to eat half of a cake while walking through the aisles. Once at the register, the woman demanded half off because she was only buying half a cake. (laughs) She ate the other half. (laughs) Police say she refused to pay for the missing half of the cake despite eating it on her way to checkout. She ultimately paid for the whole cake once police arrived and was barred from the store for theft. Yes. (laughs) Technically she didn't steal, she just caused a fit. She consumed. She consumed and she paid for it. She was just real bitchy in the process. Yep. You know, I will say that I've been guilty of like eating a banana while I'm grocery shopping and then fessing up to it. And then you pay for it. Opening your bottle of water. You run your but empty banana peel with a little skew number through checkout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what self checkouts for. Mm -hmm. To do those shame checkouts on your empty banana peel. I'd be really nervous though as a Walmart employee in Texas to to say. Dude, and anyone. I know everyone has a gun. 
Um, and finally, this headline from absolutely everybody on the planet emailed this to me. Um, suspect hiding from police passes gas so loudly that it gives up their hiding spot. Yep. Out of Clay County, Missouri, police in Liberty, Missouri were able to, quote, sniff out a hiding suspect. <laughs> After authorities say the suspect passed gas so loudly, it gave away their hiding spot. <laughs> this is too identifiable. In a Facebook post, Clay County, Missouri authorities say police were looking for a person who had a felony warrant out for arrest. That's when they say the suspect passed gas, leading police right to the suspected culprit. <laughs> Quote, if you've got a felony warrant for your arrest, the cops are looking for you and you pass gas so loud it gives up your hiding spot, you're definitely having a shit day. <laughs> Hashtag happened. Or it having happened. a shit. Yeah, that was posted by the Clay County, Missouri Sheriff's Department, and the word shit was just replaced with the poop emoji. Of course. Oh, my God, I their it. social media is on point. I love it so much. The Clay County authorities say the suspect was wanted for possession of a controlled substance. Quote, the person was arrested over the weekend on a Clay County warrant for possession of a controlled substance. The Clay County, Missouri Sheriff. Uh, Facebook said, we've got to give props to Liberty PD for using their senses to sniff him out. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I would have gagged. No dogs needed. <laughs> no, we did not need to bring in the big dogs on this one. I love it. I love it. I mean, maybe like if you have a warrant, don't need too much like Tex-Mex. I've been pooping a lot here in Texas. Mm, a lot I, of gas. I really feel for this. Yeah, Texas has given me hemorrhoids. I'm not gonna lie. I quite frankly (laughs) identify really heavily with all of the headlines slash police blotter today, and Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. So y'all crushed it again. Mm -hmm. If you have GAC, amazing, especially I love a good police blotter to submit. Uh, write an email to wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com with the alert Amanda Gack, and it will get filtered to me for review. Mm-hmm. Love it. Ugh, top of the mm-hmm. muffin to you. Mm-hmm. And now, a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for fitspiration? Mm. <laughs> Are you spending hours on the internet trying to find the best workout plans for you? Well, OpenFit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit, if those are your goals. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. Now, that is a workout plan I can commit to. Mm-hmm. I do love that. And you can sculpt your body in the convenience of your own home. No eyes on you. And while I t- typically love having eyes on me. I hate working out in front of other people so much. So this is really nice. And you can work out with amazing trainers like Andrea Rogers, founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar, which I tried and I'm really bad at, but I'm working on it. (laughs) And no one saw you. No one saw me, so nobody can judge me. It's great. Um, Or the newest workout, Rough Around the Edges, High Me, with six of the most badass stunt women in the (gasps) business. How cool. Yeah, it's a really cool like change up to how you work out. It makes it a little bit more interesting, a little more fun. And again, no longer worry about others watching you work out or feel the pressure to keep up with your peers at the gym. Seriously, that's a big one for me. Open Fit is great for all fitness levels. I really particularly love their yoga videos because they have a ton of them and they start you at any level that you feel comfortable. So I've done some like hot yoga classes in the past, but I hadn't done it in years. And I was able to start with one of their more introductory level uh, yoga videos. And then I've been slowly working my way up and I absolutely love it. So good. OpenFit clearly has changed the way that we work out and tech by texting our code GALS to 303030, you can join us on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text GALS, that's G-A-L-S, to 30303030303030 you will get full access to OpenFit all the workouts and nutrition information totally free again just text gals to 303030 standard message and data rates may apply treat yo bod treat it
When to start a family is a completely personal decision. Some folks want kids now, others want to wait 10 years, some don't ever want them. We all have, we have all the tools to prevent pregnancy, but we need more information to help us plan for it, even if kids are in the far, 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 far future. Uh-huh. <laughs> so no matter what your plan, the one simple step you should consider taking today is an at-home hormone fertility test from Modern Fertility. Modern Fertility is super convenient. It ships your kit to to your home and you get physician reviewed results in just a few days and it's also really cost efficient so at just $159 Modern Fertility gives you access to the information you need to help you plan ahead and these same tests are over $1,000 at a doctor's office. Woof. Ugh. And with Modern Fertility, you can use an FSA or an HSA. Love it. That's so, I mean, it's so smart. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently ordered my kit, and it was very easy to do at home. My whole family was watching me do jumping jacks in the kitchen to get my blood flowing. (laughs) I love it. Um, But it was really fun, and I felt like I was, you know, in control of you know, my planning and my mm-hmm. fertility, which felt nice. And they have a lot of support on their team if you have questions or concerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a personal fertility team, so they connect you with a fertility nurse. You can join their weekly webinar and participate in their active online community with folks just like you. And it just gives you that peace of mind. It gives you the knowledge and information you need to make the best decision for you and for your family. And they provide quality. So all the tests are conducted in a CLIA certified lab and Modern Fertility's team of physicians and clinical advisors lead some of the nation's top fertility clinics. So you're in good hands. Mm-hmm. So visit modernfertility.com forward slash gals and take their fertility quiz. You know we love a good quiz. And get $20 off your Modern Fertility test. That's modernfertility.com forward slash gals to take the fertility quiz and get $20 off. One more time, modernfertility.com forward slash gals. Treat yo eggs. Treat them. All right, we ready to bring it down. Always. <laughs> so I have two shorties this week, and no, I'm not covering Jeffrey Epstein. Boo, just kidding. Gross. Yeah, well, these are gross too, but you know, gross in a different way. So. Renee Bach grew up in Bedford, Virginia, where she was homeschooled by her extremely religious parents, Red Flag. Oh, no. (laughs) Already love it. After finishing high school, she traveled, or, you know, high school in quotes, (laughs) she traveled to Jinja, Uganda, to do missionary work, and she claimed that she felt called by God to stay in the country and help its children. So we've got a... New Credonia on our hands. I love it. I can't wait. I'm thirsty for it. In 2008, while still a teenager, she started a nonprofit organization called Serving His Children, which is described on its website as, quote, uh, God-breathed and directed ministry working to end malnutrition in families and communities. God-breathed? That's really creepy. I don't like that. No. I don't fucking know. Um, there were several things about Box Nonprofit that should have been extremely worrisome from the beginning. Number one, a teenage girl with zero medical expertise claiming to have the ability to aid the Ugandan government in addressing childhood malnutrition. Oh, great. Cool. Again, homeschooled high school graduate, zero medical background. I'm disturbed. Um, The fact that enough people must have bought into this white savior slash called by God narrative that she was able to even raise the funds to build an actual clinic and begin operating as its director. Director? Yeah. She started a nonprofit and was its director. And she's like, what, 18 or 19? Mm -hmm. Yikes. Good Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the lack of any medical expertise whatsoever in the upper levels of the organization itself. So not only was like, did she have no background in medicine, but no one that she hired had any background in medicine. Oh, good. Great. I love it. I feel so comfortable about this Mm -hmm. whole thing. Yep. Yep. 
So Buck filled her board of directors with family members and friends. <laughs> Sounds like the Trump cabinet. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is getting... whole thing reeks of the Trump administration. Yeah. So her mother was the U.S. director of serving his children. Great. <laughs> um, Bach, uh also claimed that her organization was equipped to provide medical treatment for malnutrition while providing quotes like this to press back in the States. Quote, a lot of malnutrition is due to lack of education and parents don't really know what's healthy for the children. They have access to healthy foods in Uganda and it's not because they're not actually there, but because maybe uh, they sell the items for rent or for buying water. Uh, okay. What, what the fuck? I don't get this. People need water. Yeah, I'm I'm confused, and I hate it. I feel like water's healthy. Everyone keeps telling me water's fucking healthy. (laughs) It's sort of necessary for, like, life. It's Mm -hmm. literally the only thing that you need for life. Right? Yep. Um, As the organization began operating in Jinja, Bach did hire actual trained nurses to run the clinic, but she also inserted herself into the daily operations of the center, often wearing a white lab coat and stethoscope. That's uh, that's a costume. That's a Halloween costume. Yeah. I feel like I wore that at a recent live show. (laughs) Yeah. Get get it cheap on Amazon. And she apparently felt no qualms about basically dressing up in a doctor costume. She posted pictures to uh, serving his children's website and social media of herself in this getup engaging with children. She just wanted to fast track that whole med school thing. This is like... By just not going. Her version of those really gross, like, quote unquote, women's health. Center Clinics. clinics where they're like fake fronts. Yeah. Yeah. And they there literally will be yeah. uneducated, like not doctors. Oh yeah, people dressed, getting ultrasound. Yeah, that in, are not trained. essentially in costume, like pretending to yeah. be medical professionals. It's yeah. so fucked up. Yep. Um at one point Box Bio on SHC's website stated that she was passionate about the children of Uganda and quote loves hands-on involvement in their medical care. Oh great. <laughs> so. Loves playing doctor with a bunch of underprivileged youths. Yeah, sounds with really no fun. actual doctors on site. Correct. My God. The levels of hubris and delusion that Bach voluntarily displayed through her own online presence were bad enough. The allegations that would come out later about how far Bach actually took this were much, much worse. Oh, great. I love when it gets worse. In 2015, Ugandan officials ordered Bach to shut down her medical facility, quote, medical facility, and stop treating children after it was discovered that she had no medical qualifications. Serving his children then reopened, however, after registering instead as a, quote, rehabilitation center. Ugh, okay. So they just weaseled around it by removing the word medical. Rene Bach and serving his children are currently named in a civil lawsuit filed in Uganda that accuses the organization of operating without a medical license and causing the deaths of at least two local children. Holy shit. Fuck that. Annette Kakai, one of the plaintiffs in the, in the lawsuit, claims that she took her son Elijah to uh, serving his children, whatever fucking Christ, because he seemed small for his age. She, so he, it wasn't like a medical emergency. Right. She just she wanted, wanted her, some, her kid checked out. Yeah, she just wanted some additional help mm-hmm. around nutrition. She recalls. As any mother would mm-hmm. do if their child was underweight sure. anywhere in the world. Yeah. Quote, the white lady dressed in a doctor's uniform took my son and went with him to another room. Bach returned the baby after about an hour and through an interpreter asked Kakai to come back the next day. When they returned, Kakai and her baby were put in a car and driven to a health center in another district. She remembers, quote, Elijah was given some milk. We stayed there for two days and they discharged us. She was not given any kind of medical form or even an explanation of his care. Hmm. Quote, they didn't say anything. When we got home, the baby became very weak. What the fuck did they do to that baby? He died three days later. (gasps) No. Those people did something to my child and he died. Oh, my God. Yeah. Here's the thing. Even if. Even if they didn't give him any kind of weird 
anything in the milk. Like, even if they actually weren't responsible, they became responsible by being so negligent in their whole setup. Right. Knowing that they're not actually medical professionals. If they had any inkling that he was ill, they should have taken him to an actual hospital. Right. So disturbing. Fuck. Um, Although the lawsuit only specifically names two children who died after visiting SHC, it suggests a much more devastating death toll as well as a shocking level of personal involvement by Bach in conducting medical procedures. According to one report, a Ugandan official says he personally witnessed Bach give a blood transfusion oh, to a what? child sitting under a tree. Shut no. up. Blood transfusions are so mm-hmm. fucking dangerous for trained, seasoned doctors mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, my God. That's Real bad. Another report contains a photograph of Bach inserting an intravenous line into an infant. Ugh. Former SHC employee Sinead Jolly claimed that Bach would often cancel medication prescribed by local doctors and replace it with her own treatment. Shut up. What were her own treatments? I don't want to know. Probably. Prayer. Olive oil. (laughs) Have you tried local honey? Cinnamon. (laughs) Manuka honey. <laughs> Cinnamon and a salt lamp. Yeah. <laughs> Which I have I used. love a good salt lamp. Same. Um, the lawsuit claims that Bach and SHC's actions have caused, quote, the deaths of hundreds of children. <clears throat> Citing their former driver of the organization, Charles Olwenny, who claims to have delivered the bodies of children who died in the facility back to their home villages. No. Hate it. In an affidavit, he stated that he would, quote, drive at least seven to ten bodies of children back to their home villages each week. Oh, my God. That is insanely bad. Renee Bach responded by saying, quote, these allegations that over 1,000 children died is absolute lies and allegations. These allegations are allegations. (laughs) These allegations (laughs) is lies. (laughs) Oh, no. And I'm a medical professional, and I'm super good at grammar. Jesus. I can't rule out the fact that children died like they do die at any health facility. Okay. Far for the course. Mm -hmm. But it's still not true to say that I killed them. Um, It's not not true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You didn't save them. Her lawyer, David Gibbs, denied that Bach ever conducted medical procedures on her own, although there are photographs. Yeah. And she did wrote on her own website that she enjoyed doing so. Yeah. Um, but stated quote, first of all, we have to remember we are in Uganda. Okay. So there are different standards and she has clearly helped assist doctors and nurses and other folks. No, uh, no. no, there no. are different standards there are for medical and care. Life. Yeah. There are not different standards. No. You think there are different standards because but, you're a racist. Right, right, right. Ugh. Bach is currently back in the United States claiming she fears for her safety. She did not appear at a scheduled court date in Uganda in March, and the next hearing has been delayed until 2020. Her organization is still operating in Uganda. No way. Mm -hmm. But all references to Renee Bach have been removed from its official website. Uh, I mean, I guess that's a step. I don't know. Ugh, I'm, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> Are you ready to get angrier? No. Yeah. Why oh, you, I mean, no. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually found out about this one from Lucy while we were in the car at some point on this tour driving yeah. somewhere. In Philadelphia. Oh, in Philly, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Uh, okay. I started screaming from the back seat. She, yeah, she, I thought Lucy had been stabbed in the back seat of an Uber, and then oh. she was really just reading this article. I was just great, 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 okay. great, great. So on May fifteenth, twenty nineteen, the governor of Alabama uh, <laughs> rolled ad Ole Miss, <laughs> a different state. Um, signed the quote Alabama Human Life Protection Act. 
joining several other states in recent efforts to drastically reduce access to abortion, which is a medical procedure. The law specifically defines a fetus as a legal person, quote, for homicide purposes. Yeah, okay. Um, On June 26, 2019, 27-year-old Marche Jones of Pleasant Grove, Alabama, Uh. was indicted by a grand jury for manslaughter. Great. The indictment was based on an incident that occurred last December. Jones got into a dispute with another woman, 23-year-old Ebony Jemison, mm-hmm. and Jones was five months pregnant at the time, and the dispute was allegedly over the man who had impregnated her. So, it's a domestic, basically. Yep. The fight eventually turned physical, and Jemison pulled out a gun and shot Marche Jones in the stomach. Mm-hmm. The injury obviously caused Jones to miscarry. Mm-hmm. So she was shot by another person. In the stomach. In the stomach. Which ended her pregnancy. Yeah. She was a shooting victim. Mm-hmm. And suffered the loss of her unborn child. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jemison, the shooter, was initially arrested, but the grand jury declined to indict her, claiming that she was acting in self-defense. Uh-huh. I don't think there's any sign that Marche Jones had been armed at the time of the dispute. Mm -hmm. One of them was, like, in a car, something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, After the charges were dropped against Jemison, Marche Jones was arrested. Mm. In the indictment, the grand jury specified that she was responsible for, quote, initiating a fight, knowing she was five months pregnant. So fucking what? Right. Yeah. You can start an argument when you're five. That's the best time to start an argument. Right? You know, <laughs> stand up for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, if I ever find myself in a family way, <laughs> God willing, I'm going to be indicted like a hundred <laughs> times. I start fights five minutes into being menstruating. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so you're that pregnant. You're not taking any shit from anyone. Right? Yeah. The love of God, I'm going to go home, put my fucking feet up. Right. My ankles are out of my way. Too yeah. swollen for yeah, this. Yeah, I do want more ice cream. What? Thank you. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our husbands better watch the fuck out. Yep. Steer clear. So, for simply being pregnant, being in a state of pregnancy, Jones was deemed to carry more responsibility for the incident than the woman who pulled out a gun and shot a pregnant woman in the stomach. I can't wrap my head around that. That's some bonkers fucking bullshit. And because fetuses in Alabama are granted the same rights as people in matters of homicide, Jones was charged with manslaughter mm. for daring to miscarry after being shot. Mm-hmm. That's so fucked up. I can't. Pleasant Grove Police Lieutenant Danny Reed said at the time, the investigation showed that the only true victim in this was the unborn baby. Kill me now. It was the mother of the child who initiated and continued the fight, which resulted in the death of her own unborn baby. No. 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 Honestly, even if she did initiate the fight, she didn't she shoot. She wasn't armed. She no, didn't shoot anybody. she didn't shoot herself in the stomach. Yeah. Like, that, it doesn't matter. It no. It doesn't fucking this matter. That's why I was screaming from the back fucking seat that mm-hmm. day. Like, yeah. are you fucking, even like, if Even if she had been armed and had shot someone else and the other person had been shooting back at her in self-defense... She still wouldn't be responsible for manslaughter. Right. No. By all means, like, arrest her for, you know, attacking somebody. Any of those other... Happened. Yeah, any of those other things were they reality. But this is just such a bizarre... It would be the same as if, let's say, the the father of her child had punched her in the stomach and caused her to miscarry. Yeah, right. She provoked fault. him. Right, yeah, yeah. If she provoked him, then right. it's her fault. that the, Yeah, this is so fucking gross. So fucked up. Uh, Jones's indictment caused a massive outcry from pro-choice activists and from the wine and crime gals. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elise Hogue, president of Merrill, tweeted, quote, They said she, quote, started it. The shooter went free. This is what 2019 looks like for pregnant women of color without means in a red state. Yep. This is now. Mm-hmm. This, this is 
fucking Gillian. Mm -hmm. So disgusting. Amanda Reyes, uh, the head of the Yellowhammer Fund, made clear that Jones's case is not an isolated incident. It is part of a movement that could eventually make any loss of pregnancy subject to a criminal investigation. I can't. Quote, tomorrow it will be another black woman, maybe for having a drink while pregnant, and after that, another for not obtaining adequate prenatal care. And yet you want to keep defunding organizations like Planned Parenthood that provide those things things to the underserved because some of them happen to perform a completely ethical medical procedure. Limit birth control that prevents women from getting fucking pregnant in the first place. Mm -hmm. I know we're preaching to the crowd right now, but I can't help myself. Prosecutors attempted to distance themselves from Alabama's restrictive abortion laws after the case received national attention, stating, quote, This case predates the passage of the legislation, and we must point out the new law played no role in the consideration of the grand jury. Predates by what? 30 hours? By a few months, but... Still... Yeah. It's fucking stupid. It's still... It's all part and parcel of the same line of thinking. Exactly. However, on July 3rd, they reversed course. District Attorney Lenise Washington stated, quote, The members of the grand jury took to heart that the life of an unborn child was violently ended and believed someone should be held accountable. But apparently not the shooter. Right. But in the interest of all concerned, we are not prosecuting the case. So they're just not prosecuting it at all? Like, the woman who shot her in the stomach also isn't being prosecuted? Correct. I don't believe so. I that don't believe they dropped everything, as yeah. far at my understanding. Nobody, uh, nobody wins in this situation anyway, no. but yeah. that is not justice. Mark White, one of several lawyers on Jones' defense team, claimed that cell phone footage had been recovered that morning, clearly showing Jones backing away from Jemison when she was shot, contradicting the self-defense story. Uh-huh. Valerie Hicks Powell, the chief assistant district attorney, claims that the DA's office did not see this video and that it had no influence on the case being dropped. I don't How believe it. How does the it. DA's office not see video of the shooting? I don't believe it. I don't believe it's that ridiculous. at all. She's poor and black, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. More likely, the large public outcry and the angry calls and letters that flooded the DA's office, hell yes, as well as the national media spotlight, as well as this podcast a few weeks later, a <laughs> few weeks after the fact. After the fact. <laughs> we Hot <fixed> take. <laughs> led to the dropped charges, providing some hope um, as many states continue to push to criminalize abortion that national pro-choice activism still has some influence. And dear God, please, please. vote. Yes. And please continue emailing and writing letters and donating to medical groups because this is insane. This shit is fucking insane. This shit is insane. Off the rails. It's so scary. Yep. Yuck. Great. Great. Let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. (laughs) Don't you just love warm alcohol? LOL. Well, neither did Dylan, the founder of Brewmate. That's why he made it Brewmate's mission to shake up the beverage industry for the better. Brewmate's stylish insulated drinkware is designed to keep your favorite beverages ice cold all day long. Preach. Amen. Even in this Texas heat. Texas Mm -hmm. heat. Whatever your taste in beer, wine, or spirits, Brewmate makes sure every sip is the perfect temp. Sure does. A couple weeks ago was my birthday, and we had just come back from a little portion of our tour. We were about to leave for another portion. I didn't want to talk to anybody. (laughs) I just wanted to spend the day at the pool with my friend and, like, two bottles of wine, like, the whole day at the pool. Mm -hmm. So, fortunately, I remembered to bring my roommate uncorked wine glasses that come with little plastic lids Mm. to keep the flies out. We went to our other friend's, like, above-ground swimming pool. Mm. It was so hot. The sun was beating down. I got the weirdest tan line with my (laughs) asymmetrical swimsuit. Love it. And that wine stayed cold all day. It's unreal. My friend was very impressed. Mm -hmm. Kept the gnats out. Yep. Not to mention they're gorgeous. I had that, like... Purple to teal ombre. Shimmery. Shimmery. Mm -hmm. Love Uh, it. I took so many selfies, most, well, partly because of the alcohol in my system and partly because of the the glasses were so pretty and shimmery. Yeah, you want to feature it. They're a really great summer accessory. Mm -hmm. I love it. 
So don't settle for warm alcohol unless you're drinking a hot toddy. Totally. Chill out with your favorite drinks all day long with Brewmate. Visit Brewmate.com and add the code GALS15, G-A-L-S-1-5, to get 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order when you go to Brewmate.com, B-R-U-M-A-T-E.com, and add the code GALS15. Treat yo summer. When it comes to making life easier, which we are always fans of, Uh clutter is the undefeated champ. Their on-demand experience takes the self out of self-storage. With clutter, finding an affordable place to stash your things has never been simpler. You can just sit back, relax, and let clutter take care of the rest. Mm -hmm. You guys know that I bounce around the world a lot, mm-hmm. but I also like my stuff. Mm-hmm. I am a maximalist. <laughs> you antique. I antique. Um, got some great finds here in Texas, and I feel comfortable doing that because I know that I can have it in safe storage, and Clutter is the world's largest full-service on-demand storage experience. Mm. There is no guesswork and no wasted space. Clutter helps you find out just how much storage you need, and it's zero effort. You just schedule a pickup, and Clutter will be there to pack and move your belongings to store in their secure facility. Incredible. And the best part, Clutter's price match guarantee means that you get the lowest possible monthly storage rate. So it's easier for you and it's the best possible price. And they have like this amazing service where like, let's say you have ski equipment, Mm -hmm. but you live in a New York City apartment Mm -hmm. and you only go skiing like twice a year. You can have them go pick it up on your way to the airport. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's brilliant. wild. Yeah, it's really, really phenomenal. And Clutter has a great sign-up bonus for our listeners. So to get $50 off your first month when you sign up at clutter.com forward slash gals. And that's on top of Clutter's no-hassle moving, online inventory management, free pickup and delivery, and price match guarantee. So go see why Clutter is better and get $50 off your first month at clutter.com forward slash gals. One more time, that's clutter.com forward slash gals enter that promo code gals at checkout treat yo storage treat it we love third love so much and did you know that they use data points generated by millions of people with boobs who have taken their fit finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind mm-hmm. for a perfect fit and a premium feel. Mm-hmm. Science. Mm-hmm. You know we love a good quiz and third love's fit finder quiz is Awesome. Yep. You just answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. It's also like really aesthetically pleasing and it's like very comforting to know that like other people have East West. Oh, I am so East West. My boobs are escaping each other. (laughs) We went skinny dipping the other day and (laughs) evaluated our shape. We basically acted out the quiz. Yeah, it was great. We did. (laughs) Um, Over 12 million folks have taken the quiz to date. It's actually fun and it takes less than a minute to complete and do Did you know that breast shape matters when finding a good fit? I certainly know now. Mm -hmm. Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. And they offer a 100% fit guarantee. Um, I recently ordered three new Third Love bras because I was obsessed with my first one. I did. I did. Including, I recently got the 24-7 Lace Contour Plunge Bra. It has Mm. a beautiful, like, high lace. So if you wear like a V-neck sweater, it kind of like peeks out. It's very fashion. Um. (laughs) I'm showing off mine right now. I lifted my shirt and I'm showing mine off. It looks phenomenal. (laughs) If you could see me now, folks. (laughs) So every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it. And third love will wash it and donate it to a person in need. Love. Oh, that's so nice. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com forward slash gals right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that's thirdlove.com forward slash gals for 15% off today. Treat your boobs. Treat them. Treat the gals. All right, so I didn't have a lot of 
coroner decomposition stuff to cover this month. Mm -hmm. So instead, I found two cases, one of which has nothing to do with that and one of which has a little bit to do with that. Ooh, okay. I trust your curiosity wherever it may lead. Both are disturbing and Mm -hmm. bizarre. So first, I'm going to start with the more depressing one. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sure most people have heard this headline by now. And it's a sad one, so hopefully this isn't news to you. Oh, good. Uh, trigger warning, child death. Everything. E- yeah, go on. <laughs> Are you okay? Kenyon just had a little <laughs> brain blip. Bit, bit, bit. She has recovered. Yeah, I'm just letting you know what's what's coming down the pike. In early July of this year, 18-month-old Chloe Wiegand was enjoying a cruise with her parents and grandparents on the Royal Caribbean Freedom of the Seas. First mistake. Cruise ships, don't do it. Don't ever do it. Not worth the rip. It's not. The ship was docked in San Juan, Puerto Rico, when her grandfather, Salvatore Aneo, took her to a children's water park play area on the 11th floor of the ship. Nope. Police and the cruise ship say that he was holding his granddaughter near or over a balcony or window when he lost his grip and she fell 150 feet to her death. Oh, my What? God. Was he like Michael Jackson presenting her <laughs> yeah, to the world? Yeah, was she blanket? What I the mean, fuck? We'll get into it. Oh, great. Oh, no. However, the family says that he had instead sat her on a wooden railing in the play area next to what he believed was a closed glass window since it was a fucking children's play area on the fucking 11th floor and the rest of the wall of windows were closed glass windows. No, there was just an open spot in the children's play area? That's what the the family is saying. The family is saying that uh, the whole wall of windows were all closed because, again, it's a children's play area on the 11th floor of a cruise ship and one of them was open. Uh, I have a quick anecdote. Oh, oh no. God. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so my grandpa <laughs> just turned 90 and I got to spend a lot of time with him this summer and he was like, we we're going through old photos and he was telling funny stories from his childhood and um, <laughs> he had this friend named Billy Wild who was wild, wild Ooh. Um, and had like a lot of siblings and whatever and it was like during the Great Depression and they're in North Dakota. Oh, no. And um, there was like a traveling peddler. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Sold sold teeth. (laughs) Teeth and elixirs and also. oils. Elixirs. And also cleaning supplies, apparently. Okay. And Billy wanted to like do something nice for his dad and when brownie points so he bought some of these like cleaning supplies from this peddler oh, Lord. and he cleaned the windshield and windows on his dad's truck oh my god was it like tar no so then his they lived on a farm you know north dakota whatever his dad came out of the house one day and threw his toolbox into his truck like he did every morning because he assumed the windows were rolled down. Oh, Because they no. had never been clean. Oh, no. So he didn't realize that the windows were up, and he just smashed the fucking windows of his car because oh. he uncleaned them. He was trying oh, no. to be nice. I know. Oh, that's so well, sad. <laughs> yeah, these were clean fucking windows, too. Yeah, apparently. Here's a quote from ABC News. Chloe was a hockey fan and loved to bang on the ice hockey rink glass wall as she watched her older brother play Aww. hockey. And her grandfather put her on the railing thing, thinking that she'd just sit and bang on the glass. The family's attorney, Michael Winkleman, says, quote, Chloe wanted to bang on the glass like she always did at her older brother's hockey games. Her grandfather thought there was glass there, just like everywhere else, but there was not, and she was gone in an instant. Oh, my God. So she might have, like, tried to bang on the glass and fucking fallen out the window. Oh, Mm. my God. The family has not yet, as of the most recent article that I found, filed a lawsuit with Royal Caribbean 
uh, because they are still waiting to see the CCTV footage of the incident. He said in a press conference that Chloe's death was, quote, a tragic accident that was preventable. Mm-hmm. He meaning the attorney. Mm-hmm. Quote, why would you ever in a kid's play area put windows that passengers can open, Winkleman said. Yeah. Why would you have that kind of hidden danger without any warning, without any sign, or without any notice? Because you're a cruise ship and I don't, you don't care. I don't think it's unreasonable to put a child there thinking that there's glass. The investigation into the child's death is being handled by Puerto Rico police and the San Juan Attorney General's office. Aneo is under investigation, so the grandfather is under investigation to determine, to determine whether to file negligence charges against him. How? <clears throat> that is so not his fault. Well, they, they're claiming that he was holding her out a window or over a balcony and dropped her. In which case, in, in that, which would case be, that would be negligent. Well, sure. Okay. So I the, guess we just don't have the information. Yeah, it's like we true. don't have enough deeds. If she had fallen out of an open window, mm-hmm. then yeah, they could fucking sure as hell sue that cruise ship. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. His wife may also face lesser charges in the incident. Puerto Rico news outlet El Vocero reported. So it's tragic either way, and there are kind of two ways that I was looking at this. Either the grandfather did, was somehow culpable, did play some sort of negligent role in here, Mm -hmm. and it's just such a horrific incident. That the that the family can't is, is kind of grasping at any other possibility, right. mm-hmm. which I can understand. It's just really heartbreaking. Yeah. Or as we all know, cruise ships are fucking death traps. I wouldn't yeah. be at and all surprised. Constantly if there was a, trying to cover their tracks because they oh, don't want to get a. Oh yeah, they could have installed a window shit. where there wasn't one. In a, in a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cruise ships are nasty, and I am I never want to go on a cruise ship. Mm-mm. It's You're asking to get sick or die or just disappear. They're traveling morgues. Yep. Yeah. Which you would like to go to. Absolutely. <laughs> well, a lot True. of old people go on cruise ships. Like, people die on cruise ships every day. Mm-hmm. I would like to visit a docked cruise ship's morgue and brig. Nope. Pull it all the way out of the water. <laughs> Someone could cut the ropes. Yep. I want it on dry land. <laughs> I'm not taking any fucking risks. <laughs> not, not on my watch. Oh my God. Okay. All right. And now for a slightly less depressing, but still super fucked up one out of Mobile County, Alabama. Mm, roll time. Is it about the leprechaun in Mobile? Oh, mess. No. I want to know where to go at. <laughs> Show me to go. <laughs> the flute from my great, great grandfather. <laughs> it's a piece of PVC. He was Irish. Who was also Irish. <laughs> the All leprechaun right. flute. In May of 2019, investigators received multiple complaints from citizens who believed that their deceased loved ones, quote, were not where they were supposed to be. Um. Oh, no. <laughs> where were they? You'll see. Oh, no. Allegations include the caskets being dug up and reused. Oh, That's, like, where okay. these allegations began. So did they, like, recognize a loved one's casket? Um, At another funeral? Not clear how the allegations sort of came about, but okay. we'll, we'll get to what the investigators found. Okay. <clears throat> These claims resulted in multiple raids. At New Ship Ministries, whose pastor is a man named Joseph Lee Bonner Bay. Oh, dear. And at the Heritage Funeral Home and also Heritage Memorial Gardens. Bonner Bay... Queen Bay <laughs> owns the building that's used <laughs> that's used for the funeral. Okay, so he owns the building that was used for the Heritage Funeral Home. Okay. He leases it to a man named Cedric McMillan, and we will circle back to Cedric here in just a minute. Mm. Okay. The sheriff's office also said that Queen Bay is renting <laughs> renting New Ship Ministries Church for his ministry. So he himself is renting, but his contract states that it is not to be used as a funeral home. Okay. Investigators said they found empty coffins and a foul odor coming from inside the church when they raided it. Oh, no. Quote, once the deputies made entrance, they discovered coffins. Some appeared... Uh, like scratches and dents, but they are they 
this is so poorly written, but this is a quote from the article. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll bear with you, you poor thing. <laughs> but there were one or two that appeared that they had been used in the past. That was just by appearance. Okay, so they saw it and they were like, mm, that does not look fresh. That yep. looks used. Which, like, it's got to look pretty bad if you're identified. Well, I mean, I guess it was buried in the ground. Probably pretty obvious that it had been used. Yeah. Well, but that's still real creepy. I'll get to a description. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> the, casket, the casket that was the object of the raid still sits in Bonner's church. Like, they couldn't, like, take it at the time. Is it down? There, oh. there is hay under the lining of the casket and specks of dirt on the inside that Bonner said deputies mistook for dirt from a grave. He's like, no, that's just dirt. That's just that the, grave dirt. That's just the casket hay. It comes standard with every we casket. We got lots of dirt here. It's Alabama. Okay, this was my favorite part. He claims that the casket had been used, but only as a display and a prop inside his church. Mm. Quote, that particular casket has been a casket that has been with the funeral home. He says funeral home. It's like specifically not supposed to be a funeral home. Right. You're not helping church. your case, bro. For 15 years since I've been open... Vigor has used that casket. The Strikers have used it. What? Queen Bay explained. Are these so, like other funeral homes no, or something? No, I think he means that people are like hitting the cat. Like he's giving the sermon and he's like hitting the casket. Ooh. Like, okay. You know? Equally gross. Branch Division style. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is. Familiar. Are they having a resurrection off? <laughs> I read no fewer than eight articles about this, and none of this is, like, super clear. Well, great. It's really odd. Great. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. A second civil suit was filed in July accusing Queen Bay, Cedric McMillan, Heritage Funeral Home, and New Birth Community Church of Negligence, Wantonness, Outrage, and Breach of Contract, according to court records. Hmm. Breach Can of you contract charge being the most outrage? important. <laughs> I, I charge myself with it every day. I would be first in line. Guilty as charged. Mm-hmm. The plaintiff, a woman named Dorothy Mitchell, paid $3,800 to have her son Tito Smith buried at Gethsemane Cemetery. Mm. That's really hard to say. <laughs> However, she was told that because of staffing issues, her son would not be able to be buried there, and instead she was told he'd be buried at the Heritage Burial Site. Mitchell claims that she was told it would be cheaper, but she did not receive a refund of any kind. In fact, she ended up paying $300 extra for an obituary. Oh, Lord. The lawsuit also claims that Smith's body was not embalmed correctly, and the vault... Uh, and the casket, the vault and casket were not sealed. These are all bad things. <laughs> all bad things. Uh, it gets worse. Also, oh, embalming is just gross. I do not want to be embalmed. <sighs> just burn me up for yeah. God's sake. It's cleaner. The lawsuit comes. Oh, fun fact. When Amanda and I were at the funeral museum yes, we in were. Houston, Texas. Yep, correct. Yes, the National Funeral Museum. The National Museum of Funeral History. There we go. We found out, and I already... Nailed it. <laughs> I don't know. That was so stupid. Like, like nailing nail the, the coffin? coffin. <laughs> Good one. I get it. Good I'm on day That went over my head. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you both so much. Anyway, we found out that pacemakers explode if, you're, if they're left in the body when it's cremated, which mm-hmm. I already knew from that beautiful Caitlin Doty book, which mm-hmm. you're going to read. Yep. Um, but I did not know that when they take them out or they take out any other, like, organs, if there's, like, copper wiring or any sort of, like, electrical pieces in it, yeah. they melt it down and they can sell it to, like, cell phone manufa- manufacturers. So all of our phones probably have, yeah. like, dead people's melted we teeth We probably have del- dead people melted uh, hardware in our phones. Love it. Isn't that so cool? I love it. For the war effort? Like, why are we that hard up for these materials? It's recycling. It's recycling. It's good. It's a good thing. Mm -mm. I love it. You're either with us or you're against us, Kenyon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the law. Charging you with outrage. (laughs) (laughs) The lawsuit comes a little over a week after deputies from the Mobile County Sheriff's Office exhumed three bodies at a cemetery, at the cemetery following complaints from heritage customers that the funeral home was being run illegally Mm. and the caskets were being sold and then reused. So they were saying that the people were being dug up from the legit cemetery, taken out of the caskets, caskets are being reused, and then the people are either being buried back where they came from or they're being buried elsewhere. Mm. 
All caskets in the three sites were present after the graves were dug, but deputies arrested Queen Bay, charging him with <laughs> two counts of abuse of bodies. McMillan, who was also charged with breaching his status as a sex offender <gasps> on an unrelated matter, was charged with three counts of abuse of a corpse. So Cedric McMillan, turns out, had been previously charged with sodomy and sexual assault of a child under 14 years old. Oh, no. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. He'd been charged with violating probation and three sex offender registration violations, so, like, failure to register. Yep. The sheriff said that he had not reported his place of employment and was also within forbidden distance of a school. Oh. So, like, he's a piece of shit. There's yeah. a picture of him on the drive. Gross. Ugh. As for the possible illegal cemetery, the police captain says, quote, it's not an official cemetery, and that's kind of the beginning of the problem, and that's what led a lot of the that's what led to a lot of the beginning of the investigation. Okay, so that's how the allegations started. Mm. The family members were told your loved ones are buried here, but then they got there and they're like, Wow. Yeah. This is not a real cemetery. Sure. It's a plot of land that McMillan has alleged or said is a legal cemetery. Attorney Brian Murphy said, quote, when it rains, it's underwater, completely <gasps> unsuitable for a cemetery. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Do you just not think that, that, that loved ones were going to visit the graves? I mean, as a homeowner, I can say if you're looking at a piece of property when it's not raining, it's impossible to tell the grading of the land. Said so, the woman who just built her deck. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're putting a fucking roof on it. That's probably why. <laughs> anyway, Murphy said that his client insisted her daughter be buried in a legitimate cemetery, but she didn't learn about the change until she arrived at the graveside, graveside service. So she didn't realize that her daughter was not in a legit cemetery until she was there and she was, like, getting buried in this swamp. That is horrific. <laughs> Murphy said... If you can imagine burying your 30-year-old daughter, that's bad enough. But then on top of that, having been taken taken advantage of and then your daughter buried in a plot that's almost a swamp. Terrible. Ugh. Marsh. To imagine a marsh full of, like, improperly embalmed, improperly sealed corpses. I can smell it. Yeah. I can, like tasted in the back of my mouth. Yeah. So this was like a network issue between a funeral home, a memorial gardens, Oof. and um, the guy who owned the building that leased the funeral home. Well, he may or may not have been involved in it, but he still had like a super fishy looking casket yeah. or a few of them mm -hmm. in his place. And he also apparently referred to his chapel as a funeral home when it specifically Oops, said please. not to be used as a funeral <laughs> yeah. home. Oh. Like, yeah. It's just super fishy. So I don't have an update on this yet. It's still pending. It's unfolding. Apparently, but he's probably got to clear up his uh, sex abuse shit before yeah. he gets, before he faces these other charges. So. First things first, I guess. Anyway. Would not envy him. No. no. Mm -mm. So those are my headlines. Good like. work. I like when you cover that was, weird little pieces. Yeah, cases. that's great. That's perfect. Weird. That's mm. definitely Coroner it's Corner. Corn. A thousand percent. We talked a lot about... It's Cornish hen. ...about <laughs> embalming, decomposing marsh bodies. Yeah. It's right up your alley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your spooky, swampy alley. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a spooky-ass alley. Yeah, a spooky swamp. Should we talk about the idea for my yeah. potential corner? We're, go we're doing it. We're going to do a test. Yeah. Mm. So when we were... I don't think I've even heard about oh, this. You might have been in bed. Can I I'm say excited. the story? Yes. So, okay. <laughs> well, okay. Backing up. At, like... Family functions on my mother's side of the family. I have a very irreverent aunt who is my mother's sister. Oh, figure. yeah. <laughs> and she thinks it's funny, and it is funny at, like, family functions. If everyone's just, like, sitting around chatting about whatever, if there's a lull in the conversation, she'll go, so, what's the worst thing everyone's ever done? <laughs> what's the worst thing you've, you've ever, ever done? done? Let's go around and say the worst thing you've ever done. I think it's hilarious. So, I said it to 
to these girls the other night, jokingly, and Amanda's like, oh, my God, let me tell you. All stars. <laughs> so, then, so then we, we went took around. It, we took it so seriously. We thought she wasn't kidding. So we went around and said the worst <laughs> things we've ever done, and that is a moment of secrecy sealed in yeah. time. Yep. Right. We won't go into our worst things, but we want to know what your worst we things do. are. We do. And also, um, I'm kind of sick of writing an additional case every yeah. month. <laughs> oh, so you want anonymous. I want anonymous con- submissions. It's a test. We're going to see how it goes. Kenyon's confessions. Kenyon's confessions. Oh. So, um, but they won't be my confessions. They'll be your confessions. So that's misleading. But basically. Mm. Community confessions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, send us emails with the worst thing you've ever done. And your name will not be included unless you want it to be. And we're not mandated reporters. Uh, no, we're not. We're not. Psychologists or therapists, obviously. Or like fishing to send you to jail. We just want to well, hear a good story. But if you send anything about child abuse or sexual abuse, we will absolutely report your ass. Oh, for sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, keep it light, but also <laughs> some murder is okay. Light murder. Oh, Context. Murder light, yeah. Context. You get it. You get it. So send uh, emails to wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com and please put in the headline Kenyan or confession mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, because I, Amanda, get so many gag emails. We do not want to get those mixed up because yeah. we like to keep our stuff secret from each other. So we're all reacting naturally yeah. in recording. So yeah. send us those emails. I'm just kind of curious to see what you got. And maybe this will be a recurring thing. We'll mm. see how it goes. I love it. It could be quarterly. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Ugh, I can't wait to mm-hmm. see the confessions that you get. Yeah. So Can't thanks wait. for listening to this month's Gossip at the Corpse Cart. Mm, we love you. See you next month. On the road in Texas. Mm, yeah. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Most importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Cheers!